This is The Mudroom, on Common Sense Parenting Classes with Alana Robinson, parenting effectiveness coach and child behavior strategist. Weekly nuggets of developmentally appropriate parenting wisdom to help you parent your toddlers and preschoolers more effectively with less effort. The Mudroom is recorded live on Facebook every Tuesday at 9 p.m. Eastern and 6 p.m. Pacific. Now, here's Alana. Hey, everybody. Welcome to The Mudroom, our weekly free and live uncommon sense parenting class. Straight up front, I'm going to warn you, this topic that we're talking about tonight might be triggering for some people, so just keep that in mind. How is everyone this evening? All right, so I'm going to be perfectly honest with you. I can't believe that I have to do this. Like, it boggles my bloody mind that this needs to be said out loud, podcasted, and put in print. Maybe I'm just really naive, but I genuinely thought that the human race as a whole had evolved enough that this wouldn't be necessary, but apparently not, and I'm not one to shy away from tough topics. So, hey, Corey. Hey, MJ. Hey, Millie. How is everybody doing? I'm so glad that you're here with me, guys. I'm a little worried about this one. <laughs> not going to lie. So first, I'll give some context because I'm absolutely positive that most of y'all, my followers, are just as confused as I am. So during the first week and a bit of July, I had to delete four comments in my Facebook group about hurting children to teach them a lesson, which in the grand scheme of things, like four posts in a group of 3,200 people, maybe not a big deal. Maybe most Facebook group hosts wouldn't find that alarming, but I do because my group is not that kind of group. (laughs) We have a very specific culture, which is pretty thoroughly outlined in the group description. My group's culture is something that I am insanely proud of. So I may be taking this a little bit more personal than is really necessary. I'll own up to that. But I have never had to shut down a topic like this repeatedly in the three plus years of admitting my group. So... (laughs) I was like, what the hell? Now, admittedly, we're getting kind of big. In the last month, we've added almost 700 members. So we appear to have reached a tipping point where new members are coming in faster than we can educate them, which I am making some changes to hopefully address that. If you're in the posse already, go poke around. There's a video in there that I did recently to kind of explain why there's so many old posts that are coming up. If you're not in the posse already, what the heck are you waiting for? But anyways, long story short, I made a post basically putting everyone on warning, everybody on notice, that suggestions of using corporal punishment aren't acceptable in our group. And that I couldn't believe that I had to actually do this, but I was going to amend the rules to reflect that. And then someone felt it appropriate to say, well, when you Google it, that's the suggestion that comes up. So it was around this time that I started tossing wine and Josh took over, bless his soul, which by the way, huge props to Josh for keeping a cool head and being much more articulate than I was feeling in that particular moment. 
So apparently it does actually need to be said out loud. So I'm going to go there and say it out loud. Let's talk about why we don't use corporal punishment. Big flashing red trigger warning. This might be difficult for some people to listen to. So if that's you, it's okay. Just close the window, close the video, turn off the podcast, go about your day, and we'll see you later, okay? So first, I'm going to go through seven reasons. I think it's seven, seven or six. I'm going to go through seven reasons why corporal punishment is just a bad idea and why it's 2018 and it's just not acceptable anymore. Okay. First reason, hitting children teaches them to become hitters themselves. Biting children teaches them to become biters. There is a startling amount of research that links corporal punishment with violence in the teenage and adult years. Almost uniformly, dangerous criminals, abusers, just generally dangerous people have a history of corporal punishment in their childhood. Children learn attitudes and behaviors through observation and imitation of their parents' actions for good or ill. It's our moral responsibility to model empathy, caring, support, and trust to our children. Like breeds like. If we model hitting or biting or pushing, they're going to believe that that is the appropriate way to express feelings of discontent and to solve problems because they have no other tools in their toolbox. So they're going to do the best with what they've got. Obviously, this generally leads to more behavior that we deem unacceptable and more violence, and it just becomes this self-perpetuating cycle. If we hit or bite our kids, they will hit or bite us or others. Okay? Hey, Michelle! Thank you. I still can't believe I'm doing this. Okay. Um, Millie says, I love you so much right now, but not in, like, a creepy way. Oh, I love you too, Millie. Also not in a creepy way, just in, like, a serious sister love way. Okay. Second reason. First is that hitting children makes them hitters. The second is that children do well if they can. That isn't an opinion. It's a fact. There is no such thing as a bad kid, quote unquote. There are children who have difficulty coping with sensory input, children who have difficulty processing emotions, children who have impulse control issues, children with task initiation deficits, children who have planning and prioritizing and organizing issues, but they are not inherently bad kids, which means that hitting Fighting, spanking, or any other form of violence towards them is simply teaching them that if someone does something they don't like, to respond exactly how you are. If I've said it once, I've said it a thousand times, and I'm not planning on stopping anytime soon, so don't hold your breath. Punishment doesn't teach. As John Holt wrote, when we make a child afraid, we stop learning dead in its tracks. As soon as you distress a child, you put them in fight or flight and you shut down their brain. Nothing is getting in. It's a defense mechanism. A child who is afraid and manipulated perseverates on feelings of angers and anger and fantasies of revenge. They aren't thinking about how to do better. They're thinking about how to get back at you. 
So therefore, they learn nothing about how to handle or prevent similar situations in the future. We need to actively teach our children what we want them to do and not expect that showing them what makes us angry will somehow magically communicate to them to do the opposite. That's not how the brain works. Telling a child what not to do is not the same as telling them what to do, whether it's with your mouth or your fist. Focusing on giving our children tools to do better the next time is what creates better behavior, not fear. Hey, Tiffany. Okay, so that was one and two. First is that hitting creates hitters. The second is that children will do well if they can. Third is hitting your child destroys bonding. It is not human nature to feel loving towards someone who hurts us. Punishment, even when initially it looks like it's working, can produce only superficially good behavior based on fear. And at some point, your child is going to get old enough to rebel against it. It destroys respect. Do you want to engage in problem solving with someone who you think is a total asshole? I know I sure don't. If I don't respect someone, they're dead to me. And I'm more likely to do something vindictive just to get a rise out of them than engage collaboratively with them. That's why Josh had to take over. So why do you think that our children would react any differently? A lot of parents were corporally punished and never listened to as children. So they genuinely don't have the skills to problem solve and collaborate with their child. Unfortunately, what this does is if you've already stepped over that line into violence, you've already caused escalation. You jumped the shark. If you bite your child back for biting you and they do it again, where does that leave you? You've got nowhere to go. You've already started violence. Your literal only option, if you don't know any better, is to bite harder. (laughs) And this is how corporal punishment turns into abuse very quickly. The good news is that listening skills, collaboration skills, executive function skills, pro-social skills, they're skills and they can be learned. But you need to recognize that you as a parent are lacking skills and actively engage in learning them. You can totally teach an old dog new tricks, but it's going to take some conscious effort. Hey, Jennifer. Okay. So we're, we're three. First is hitting create, creates hitters. My brain and my mouth are not in sync tonight. <laughs> First is hitting creates hitters. Two is children do well if they can. Three is that you need to make sure that you have the skills that you need, right? You can teach an old dog new tricks, but it's going to take some conscious effort. Four, your butt is an erogenous zone. Hitting a child on their butt, spanking them, can conflate pleasure and pain for children. Attention is attention is attention. It doesn't matter if it's positive or negative. It's all processed the same in the brain. So if your child is attention-seeking and the way that they know how to get it is through acting out, which results in a spanking, what do you think that's going to do to them neurologically? It's confusing as hell, and it has documented consequences into adulthood. And to add to that, 
Even relatively moderate blows to the lower end of the spinal column send shockwaves along the length of the spine. There are cases of children who have permanent nerve damage from spanking and even death. And not from like severe beatings either. There were several cases that I read while I was preparing for this broadcast that were classified as mild paddlings or spankings. Five is that physical punishment gives the dangerous message that might makes right and that it's okay to hurt someone as long as they're smaller and less powerful than you are. This is how you end up with the big kids beating on the little ones. And when they become adults, hurting animals, manipulating those they feel are below them, and fearing those who have more authority than them. This is how we end up in the sad state of affairs in the U.S., where children get their hands on big-ass guns, and that single act, that single acquisition, makes them mightier than everyone else around them. So now it's easily easily rationalized that I can go shoot up the school because now, now I'm in the power position. Or domestic violence. I'm the man and I'm physically capable of overpowering my wife, so I'm allowed to. We don't want our children to get the message that them behaving well is equated with submission. Or that as long as you are the biggest and strongest, you can do whatever it is that you want. Or that someone who is quote unquote mightier than you has the right to your body. None of these things are messages that we want to send to our kids. Okay, so I was totally off. I had five reasons. (laughs) Hey, Clarissa. So all of that to say, corporal punishment needs to go the way of the dodo if we're going to have a functioning society where everyone feels safe. There's a quote from Frederick Douglass that goes, it's easier to build strong children than to repair broken men. And that is exactly what this is about. 90% of your brain development is done before the age of five. That means that the early years, the years that I'm teaching about, they're bloody important. What children pick up and learn about the world in their early years literally shapes their brain for their entire life. So no pressure, but it's kind of important. Now, if you've been using corporal punishment on your child and you're freaking out a little bit because you never really thought about it like that, you're not screwed. It is never too late to do better. You do the best you can until you know better, and then you do better. Thank you, Maya Angelou, for that quote. So if you're sitting there ready to do better, we got you. I have a free audio packet of scripts for you that cover what my group feels are the 10 most crazy-making toddler and preschool behaviors, and they're going to give you an easy entry point into using words instead of your body. Once you download those, and you can grab them, the link is up in the description, I'd like you to hop on over to my blog, and that's going to flesh out some of these ideas even more for you and give you some like background on how children learn and think. And last, but definitely not least, I'd love for you to join us in the Parenting Posse, which is my free peer support Facebook group. One of our golden rules is that we don't judge parents for where they're coming from or how they've parented in the past. We teach. We don't judge. (laughs) We teach. We don't judge. So come on in and let us teach you how to do better. But I'll let you know right now 
suggesting corporal punishment as a solution to challenging behavior will get your ass grasped. <laughs> it's now officially in the rule book. So be aware that you're coming to be taught not to perpetuate poor habits. Um, yeah, so that's it for me tonight. Have a great evening and I'll see you next week. Thanks for joining me tonight, guys. Bye. You've been listening to The Mudroom, Uncommon Sense Parenting Classes with Alana Robinson. If you like what you just heard, remember to join us every Tuesday evening at 9 p.m. Eastern and 6 p.m. Pacific on Facebook. And don't forget to rate, subscribe, share, and connect with us on social. This has been an Alana Robinson Family Services production.